Well, good morning uh, to all my mamas. You look beautiful this morning. I'm so excited to share with you this morning. And, you know, um, if you haven't wished your mom happy birthday, I mean, happy Mother's Day, you need to wish her happy Mother's Day. Give them hugs and love. I'm sure some of you got all the handmade cards. Um, I got given several handmade cards this morning. And I think my son needs to work for Hallmark because he made this card with like, uh, he, it said, you are, you're rich in love. And he put all these little hearts in there and they had money, like money symbol on them. Like so you're rich in love. And it was like confetti. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> you know? So I'm sure you've gotten some great gifts this morning. And, you know, just, I hope that you've been showered with love and honor that you deserve. But I was thinking about moms and, and what that's entitled and different feelings you go through as a mom. And I was thinking about what do they need the most? And um, the word rest came up. So, right? Does any mama need rest out there? <laughs> okay. So um, the title today is Say Yes to Rest. So what does that mean? Um, you know, for me, it's, it's saying rest to his rest. Resting in his strength and not my own, not trying to do things on my own. So we're going to talk a little more about that. But what keeps us from resting? You know, one of the main culprits, I think, that keeps us from resting is comparison. Um, and, you know, our culture it just forces us to compare. It's like we've heard it said a thousand times that comparison is the thief of joy. And it's so true. So why do we keep comparing? It's like, we know that. We don't need to compare. Oh, I'm not comparing. But secretly, like, you're thinking about it like, oh, you know, am I doing it right? Am I enough? All of that stuff. And so not only does comparison rob us of joy, but it also takes our peace, our satisfaction, the enjoyment of what we do have. And so in this society, we're bombarded with others' lives through social media, at the ball games, um, in your neighborhood. Um, yes, even here at church, I'm sure there might be people you compare yourself to. And, but what are we comparing? Because you don't have their budget. You don't have their schedule. You may not have the army of people that's behind them, um, to make it all happen and make it look good, you know? Um, and so I just, you know, I was thinking about some of those moms and, Everybody has their area that they're great in, and then they're not so great in. So I'm going to give a shout out to all those moms that you get up so early and you fix, like, the most amazing breakfast for your kids before you go out the door. And all the, you know, the pancakes, the syrup, the fruit, and everything looks beautiful. You know who you are. I see you on Instagram. (laughs) But... Mike, I'm not that mom. I am not that mom. If my kid gets a Pop-Tart or cereal before he gets out the door, he is lucky. (laughs) So, um, you know, I could compare myself in that way. And that's not right either. That's just who I am. So you've got to live in what you have and be thankful for your moments. Um, I'm going to give another thing. This is one of the things I compare to. and, And maybe you moms do it. Maybe you don't. But... Maybe you're the mom that makes those awesome, beautiful treats for the school parties. Like, um, and I'm just going to call her Marianne, okay? So uh, that's her name. And I'm like, oh, Marianne, look, you made those fabulous cookies. And you hand-painted all the names of the kids on the cookies. Oh, my 
my breath. I'm like, they probably taste awful. <laughs> oh, you got an extra one. Okay, cool. Thank you. I try it. And I'm like, nope, they're amazing. I was wrong. <laughs> and so um, I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, how does she do it? Maybe you have some Mary Ann's in your life that, uh, you know, you try to compare yourself to. And for some of us, you know, it's like you just look at your expectations of yourself. That's not real. It's not reality. So I had, I was trying to get a funny video, but instead I just got a photo. But um, I think Aaron has it for me. You know, you're trying to take the awesome family photo and... That's what you wanted, and this is what you got. And, you know, you're going to try that later when you get out the door and have that Mother's Day photo, and you have to wrestle the kids. And I think the baby is actually spitting up on the mom. But, um, you know, it's never perfect. It's never like those expectations that you set for yourself. And so (laughs) when you look at that and you're like, every one of us have some area where we're truly amazing at, And then we have some areas where we compare ourselves and you think, I'm a total failure, you know? And sometimes those thoughts go through your head, right? Um, But that's not the truth. The truth is that our feelings aren't facts. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, Just because you feel it doesn't make it true. And I'm not discounting um, your emotions. I'm not discounting how you feel about it. I'm just saying that we can't be led by our emotions. You have to have your decisions lead and your feelings follow. And so what do you do when your emotions are all over the place? Are you overwhelmed? You know, let's do a little exercise together. So I need you to take a deep breath in. Let's take it in. Hold it. Let it out. Okay, deep breath. Do it again. Through your nose. And let it out. I feel better. I don't know about you guys. (laughs) But sometimes we just need to stop and catch our breath. You know, and it's that momentary way of resting. It's like hitting the pause button on your soul. So I want to share with you some of the lessons I've learned about how to find rest in my relationship with Jesus. Um, and this is what Jesus said, his, his advice for us today. It's Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30, and this is the message translation. But it says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burnt out on religion? Come away with me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. I'll um, walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything on you heavy or ill-fetting. Keep company with me, and I'll learn, you'll learn to live freely and lightly. You know, as it says in these scriptures, Jesus is calling us to take a real rest. He wants to teach you how to do that. And so my first point today is real rest. And what does that look like? You're like, I'm calm about it. I'm, you know, I'm not doing anything. But it's like, are you striving on your own? Are you rest, not resting in his grace and you're striving for something? Um, what does striving mean? It means to devote serious effort. Um, it means to contend or to fight. 
So think about it. Are there things that you're striving for? If I was trying to make those cookies like Marianne, I would be striving. That is not my gift, you know, <laughs> but it's, that is somebody else's gift. And so sometimes it's like, you're trying to do things that aren't in your grace. Um, it says, what are you stressing over things that are there things that you can't control? And, you know, if you're fighting, if you're contending and you're striving, um, it says, are you fighting for battles that God hasn't given you the grace for? Maybe it's ones that you need to trust God with some outcomes and quit stressing over them. So for me, um, one of those moments was when we first moved to Lake Charles, it was 2018 and we we're um, coming out of a really exhausting season in our lives, and we're jumping into a whole new busy season. And I don't think I was ready for it. <laughs> um, we had, you know, a whole new city, a new church, and a whole bunch of new people to get to know real quick. And um, our kids were three years old and six months old. And my daughter, Mirabella, was not sleeping. She was so fussy and colicky. She had reflux, tongue tie. There was a whole bunch of things. And the list goes on. Um, So we tried. Oh, gosh. We tried all the things. (laughs) Don't be judging. I tried everything. Okay. (laughs) You're like, oh, did you try sleep training? Yes, I tried sleep training. Okay. (laughs) This child would not sleep. And the only way she would sleep on me is, you know, on my chest if I was laying back and she was just against me. And so... Um, she would sleep on her own, maybe two hours a night and then she'd get back up again. And so, um, it was just a very hard time. Um, lots of long and sleepless nights and this mama needs her sleep. (laughs) Um, so one particular night I got so worked up, I was taking short breaths. I was hyperventilating. I was crying with her and I was praying over her and praying for us to have peace in our home. And as I was worshiping and, but I realized the problem was that I was too worked up, you know, I was trying to do it in my own strength. And so, um, I think the baby feeds off of you when you are (laughs) worked up, when you're stressed out, you know, they can feel that. And so I had one moment and it was at four o'clock in the morning and I was holding her and I was singing over her a worship song. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just came into the room and there was peace that passed all understanding and peace just came over us. And I just felt his supernatural peace around me. You know, as sometimes you can be praying and praying and believing and believing and you're doing everything you know to do and you're not fully receiving what he has for you. He's been there all along <laughs> He's just waiting for you to stop and let him, let him come in. You know, I wasn't fully inviting him in because I was still trying to do it. I was still so worked up, you know? Um, so I have a question for you. What are some things that might be stealing your rest, your peace, your inner joy? Are we taking time to invite the Holy Spirit into those daily moments And it can be the littlest things. You know, I think one of the cool things about that story is I learned to worship with her in the middle of the night. 
and now she doesn't stop worshiping. She doesn't stop singing. So that's a testimony because I love, I love how she worships, you know, but I put that in her as she was a baby, you know, and that's what we turn to. So my second point for you today is find your rhythm. So in the scripture, it talks about learn the unforced rhythms of grace. It's unforced. You just got to find the rhythm. Um, so I got something for you today. Let's see if we can all do it. Um, this might be hard for some of you, <laughs> but we're going to clap together. So let's see if you can stay on the beat. All right. So y'all ready? Can you do this? All right. One, two, three, four. One, two, three. Okay. All right. Did anybody hear that off beat? Was that throwing y'all off? <laughs> I had somebody do that on purpose, but you can't stay on the beat when you hear something off, right? And so just like you got to find the rhythm, um, if you had trouble finding that rhythm, it's sometimes, you know, it's like the devil wants you to get you off beat. He wants you to get you out of the pocket. Um, when we're up here singing and worshiping together as a band, you can tell when somebody's off of, if I hit the chords at the wrong time, if I sang the notes at the wrong time, if the rhythm is off, that song's not going to go too well, right? And so it's just like with Jesus, we got to find the rhythm that we have with him, find that rhythm of grace. And so I just encourage you, you know, take some time, slow down. It says, you know, as we're finding that rhythm, we're following Jesus's voice. Uh, It says, go when he says, go stop. When he says, stop, trust when he says, trust. And this isn't always easy. It's more like a dance than it is math. So in a dance, there's always a leader and there's a follower. If you're dancing with somebody, so you're going to have to let him lead, right? And it's not us leading on our own. So, um, along with rhythm, the unforced rhythms of grace. So let's talk about grace. What is grace? Um, Grace is a divine assistance. It's an anointing. I call it that extra umph that I need. I needed an extra umph to get up here and talk to you. I'm an introvert, so, (laughs) you know, there is an extra grace that I need to lean into for this morning. But just like you, there's extra grace for the little things in life. Whether, you know, um, you know, God has designed you for a specific purpose and you're anointed for that purpose. There's a grace upon your life to do what you're designed to do. So if you're a teacher, a nurse, a coach, a mom, a dad, there's a grace for you in that. And there's a grace for certain seasons. I'm walking in a different grace now than I was when I had Mirabelle at six months old. There's a different grace to be a mom. Just as your children get older, as they go away, there's a different grace, right? There's a different grace to be a grandmother, you know. And so it's just you have to learn what season you're in. And find that rhythm, rhythm of grace. It's all about cooperating with his grace in whatever season you find yourself in. So um, 
when you're finding that rhythm, I know that that's where you find the peace and your heart can rest. Your soul can rest in those moments. You know, everything calms down. Um, you can keep asking your you can keep asking the questions, why what's wrong with me? Or, um, could I choose to step over? I'm sorry. Like in the moment with that, with Mirabella, I could say, what's wrong with this baby? What's wrong with me? You know, why can't I figure this out? I could keep, I could keep asking all those questions. So whatever your circumstance is, you can do that, or you can choose to step over into his grace and invite him into that moment. One of the things that I've learned is worshiping through those hard times. I mean, that's just, that's a part of what we do up here. And I just love worship. And so, you know, when you take your perspective to worship, you're turning your perspective to gratitude. I'm thankful for, you know, I'm thankful for what you've brought me through. I'm thankful for what God you're doing in my life. I'm thankful that I have these kids. I'm thankful for what, you know, everything that you've done for me. I'm thankful that I have breath. You know, if that's all you can be thankful for, that is enough to be thankful, <laughs> you know? And so... Um, gratitude changes your perspective from what you may not have onto what you already have. First Thessalonians five sixteen through 18. It says, always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances for this is the will for God's will for you, for who belongs to Jesus Christ. So it says, be thankful in every season, not for every season. In every season. So even when those seasons aren't looking good, you need to be thankful for something. Find something that you can be thankful for. Here's a quote for you. A change of pace and a change of place brings a new perspective. So let's say you're overwhelmed and things aren't going well and you don't know what to do. You need to take time out, whether that's whatever it is for you. Go for a walk. Put some worship music on. If you have to go sit in your car, I know a lot of moms do that. I'm not judging you. <laughs> Wherever that quiet moment is for you, you need to change the routine, break it up, and take some time out. Um, who knows, once you get back from your walk or whatever happened, maybe the sun will shine a little brighter. Maybe the flowers will smell a little better. And maybe your hubby and your kids won't be as annoying. <laughs> so... <laughs> My last point for you today is take some time to recharge. You know, we need to take some time to recharge. And what does that mean? What does recharge mean? It means to regain energy and spirit. So you regain your spirit, your life, you know. Your phone won't run a day without being plugged back in, right? Um, usually you have to charge it overnight. It might run a little bit the next day, but not much. Um, and we can't run very long without connecting to Jesus. You know, you've got to take time to just connect with him. So how do we do that? How do we recharge? What are those things that recharge you and bring you life? You know, for me, it's, I have to have that worship music playing, or I need to get in his word and read over the scriptures. I need to take time to pray. And the times that I 
take those moments, whether it's five minutes, whether it's 20 minutes, whether I get a whole hour, you know, whatever it is for you, when you take those moments daily, that's a recharge. You're resetting your spirit. You're regaining that life and that energy. So I encourage you, you know, he says back in that scripture, can you put the Matthew, that scripture back up? It says, get away with me and you'll recover your life. You know, show, I'll show you how to take a real rest. He wants to show you. He wants to recharge your spirit. He says, keep company with him and you will live freely and lightly. We have to make a choice in the middle of the chaos and the middle of the things going on, whatever's going on around you. We have to take a choice and just say, God, I need you. I need you right now. I need your peace to wash over me. I need your presence to recharge my spirit and just breathe in his life, breathe in his, his fresh air. Um, so my question for you today is what area are you not allowing the Holy Spirit to help you rest? There might be some little things. There might be some big areas. But what area are you not allowing him to let you, you know, you're not allowing him to come in. You haven't invited him into that rest. He is the author of rest. He is more than enough. He is able. He is all that you need. There's so much more when we take that time to worship, when we take that time to just say, God, I need your peace today. I need your joy today. I need you to fill me because I've got some stuff to do. I have this whole day lined out and there's so much going on and I don't know what to do. I don't know if I can get it all done, right? We all have those days. But it's taking that extra time to breathe him in. Say, Holy Spirit, I invite you into this moment. I invite you into my day. Lord, have your way. Use me today. Speak through me today. And as you're walking with him and working with him, he's going to start talking to you more. He's going to start speaking to you more. And you'll hear him say, hey, talk to that person. Hey, show them some love. This person might come up in your heart from no reason out of the blue. And you're like, I don't, I don't know why I thought of them. But God wants you to pray for them. God wants you to reach out to them. It's usually a, an unction from the Holy Spirit saying, they need somebody right now. And maybe you're the one that needs to connect with them. So as you're asking those questions and you're saying, God, I need you to recharge me and give me life. That life is for a purpose. That rest is for a purpose. I need to take that moment and say, God, I invite you into this day. I invite you into this moment. Lord, you are all that I need. You are the rest that I need. So I just had it on my heart this morning. There's probably some of you that have dealt with some overwhelming moments of anxiety, 
maybe depression. Um, I'm talking about peace and rest, and you're like, there's no way that I can even, I don't even know what that is, you know? Because sometimes your thoughts are just so bombarded with um, whatever the enemy has lied to you about. But I encourage you to call out those lies because you are more than enough. He has made you capable. And he wants to give you that rest. He wants to give you that peace. So I'm going to invite the prayer partners to come up. But we're going to close our eyes right now. And if there's anyone here that maybe that is, maybe that's you. Maybe you have no way of seeing that the rest that's inside. Maybe you just feel anxiety and, and pressure. Um, maybe there's depression. Those thoughts are coming at you. I just want you to raise your hand. Nobody's looking, but I just want to be able to pray for you. His thoughts don't come from God. They come from an enemy. They come from an enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And there is true rest and true peace when we open up to him. So I'm going to pray over you right now. Holy Spirit, I just speak to that. I speak to depression and anxiety and thoughts that bombard us. Lord, I command them to go in the name of Jesus. I thank you for your peace, your peace that passes all understanding. I thank you for your grace that rests upon our lives. I thank you for you coming into those moments, you coming into those moments of feeling overwhelmed. Father God, we invite you in right now. Lord, we invite you into that rest. We invite you into that peace, that place of, of peace that passes all understanding. Lord, just come in with your Holy Spirit right now. Come in with your Holy Spirit. If that was you, just say, God, I invite you in. I invite you into this moment. I don't want to deal with those thoughts. I don't want to deal with the pressure anymore, the overwhelming amount of things that come at me. Father God, I just thank you. I give that to you. Cast your burden on him, for his burden is light and easy. We just thank you, Father. I give you praise. Lord, we just thank you. So the next thing I want to do is... Or do you want to... Yeah. Hey, you know, I'm, this wasn't planned, so I'm kind of interrupting her flow. So, um, But, you know, I know that Mother's Day can be challenging for a lot of reasons as well. Um, you know, I'll use a different example, but you'll understand what I'm saying by this. Is If you're single, Valentine's Day is not a great day, right? It's Single Awareness Day, I've heard. And, um, you know, but many times Mother's Day can be really hard for many people. Uh, depending on for a variety of reasons. Maybe you've recently lost your mom, and so this is, or maybe you just lost your mom and you miss her. And, uh, and this day is just that reminder of that. Uh, it's not a reminder of necessarily who she was. It's a reminder of what you don't have. 
Maybe you're here and you've never been able to conceive and you're like, this, I want, I, I have a desire. I want to be a mom. And yet for whatever reason, you haven't had that opportunity yet. Maybe you're here and you've lost a baby. Um, you know, and the, I, I understand these are very sensitive subjects. I get it. Um, but number one, let me speak to a couple things. If you've lost your mom and you're, and you're longing and, and, and have that, that missing element, exactly what Dare was saying is that Jesus is enough. His grace is enough. Not to replace your mom. That's not the goal. That's not the point. But his grace can come in and can feel that emptiness that you feel, that you sense. Um, you, you know, and, and so you have that. And then maybe you're here and you say, man, everything within me wants to have a baby. You know, I can remember when we first decided, we're like, you know, we, we, were wait, we waited a long time, not because we couldn't conceive, but just we weren't ready. Um, and then when we decided like, okay, you know, it's, it's time. You know, I, I can remember having conversations with her and she's like, it's the one thing I'm supposed to be able to do. And she just the frustration of why can't we get pregnant? I'm like, just calm down. And she's like, that's easy for you to say, you know, and all of those things. But look, the Bible is very clear. God will give you the desires of your heart. And there may be some complications. There may be reasons, but that's why we have faith. Is that faith can change our natural situations and circumstances. And so if you're here today, I actually want to pray over you. I'm not going to embarrass you or call you out, but I'm going to just pray a prayer in a moment. But I believe if that's your heart's desire, I believe God will meet your heart's desire. You just got to put your faith in that place. And you may say, man, I've been there. So the Bible says, having done all to stand, you stand. You don't quit and you don't give up. You keep believing. And so that may be part of it. You may be here and you say, man, I've lost a child. And maybe you've had children even since. I have lots of friends who have lost children. That hurt never goes away. Doesn't seem to. I've yet to meet a woman yet that, you know, like just example, one of my sisters, uh, she's lost a couple. My parents will still say, well, we have 10 grandkids, not eight. Because they have two they never met. And that's a very real thing. But I've got good news is that God can still heal the hurt. God can still heal the sting of that. It doesn't mean that you don't have the memory, but the sting of it doesn't have to stay. And I believe that God wants to work and God wants to move on your behalf even this morning in that area. And so I want to take just a moment here and just pray. You want to pray or you want me to? Okay. I don't want to, I don't want to step on your toes. Well, let's just pray. If you're a lady here in the room, just lift your hands up like this. And you're like, well, why do I have to do this? Because it's just a symbol of receiving. It's just saying, hey, God, I'm open to you right now. So, Father God, I just in, invite you into this space right now. Father, I think you're, that your anointing is unbelievable. It's amazing. Father, there is nothing like your presence. And so, Father, for every longing of our heart, Father, I thank you that you heal, that you restore, that you renew in a way that only you can, that you are the great physician, that there's nothing too complex, too complicated, that you can't work, that you don't move. Father, I know that your word says that you love and you care. The Bible says that you affectionately care and watch over us. So, Father, I thank you that you see every lady in this room this morning, everyone that's online today. Father, you know exactly what they need. You know exactly where they hurt. You know exactly what they desire. So, Father, I just ask you with your anointing by your presence. Father, that you would minister your life to them. 
Father, those who are dealing with loss, Father, I thank you that you're, you're mending and restoring, Father, even the joy. Father, that even as the memories wouldn't carry a, a pain, but Father, I think that memories contain the joy of, of the life that our mothers have brought into our life. And so, Father, I thank you for it. I thank you that we come into agreement, Father, even with those who are desiring and longing to get pregnant. Father, I think that there is no impossibility with you. And so, Father, I thank you, whatever may be hindering or, or getting in the way or stopping, Father, I just thank you right now, Father, that you're opening up those wounds father you said that children are a blessing from you they are a gift to us and so father i thank you that you meet us right in our place of need right in our place of desire and father that we look to you father you're the author and the finisher of our faith father we're not moved by our circumstances we're not moved by our feelings but father we stand firmly upon your promise to every one of us And so, Father, I just thank you for faith to rise. Father, I take authority over fear. I take authority over anxiety. I say that it cannot stand. But, Father, I thank you for the peace and that calm that comes from your presence, the confidence that comes only from you. So, Father, I thank you that you are a good God, that you do good things on our behalf. Father, we give you honor and praise for it in Jesus' name.